Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the financial news and events of last week and the week ahead as of Monday, October 16th, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering the latest US inflation data for September and how the equity markets reacted overseas. We'll also cover some highly anticipated data out of China this week and how their economy is is shaping up. And lastly, I'll provide a market wrap for global equities for last week. So let's get into it. So pretty quiet week for markets last week in terms of data releases. The, The main data point out was that US CPI report, which came out on Thursday where we saw headline inflation in the month of September in the US, it rose slightly higher than than expected. So it lifted 0.4% in the month of September versus economists' uh, expectations of 0.3%. And that was mostly due to higher oil prices towards the end of September. And this saw the headline rate of CPI remain unchanged at 3.7%. Importantly, though, we did see the core measure for inflation. So removing those volatile uh, price items such as food and energy. And that data point came in came in in line with estimates of 0.3% in the month of September. And that saw the, the annual rate for this core measure of inflation at 4.1%. And this is going to be the data point that's going to be closely watched into the future and, and something that the Fed is going to want to see continue to trend to trend lower over time. The Consumer Price Index report was well received by the market. There weren't any major market moves with the S&P 500 closing 0.6% lower on on Thursday. Let's take a look at what global equity markets did over the last week. Encouragingly for investors last week, there were a number of US Federal Reserve members making speeches throughout last week. And in those speeches, a lot of them were, I guess, playing down the, the risk of another rate hike in the in the US and in the US at the moment, the yield on treasury bonds over there has lifted drastically over the last couple of months. And the the yield on a treasury bond over there is used in setting the, the pricing for credit in the US. And as that lifts higher, it, it actually does a lot of the work for the Fed. So the, the Fed doesn't necessarily need to lift rates if, if they're seeing bond yields rise. And so when these treasury bond yields rise, what it means is the price of US treasury bonds have fallen. So there's that inverse relationship where as the price of a bond gets lower, the the yield on that bond for someone to to buy it today is is naturally higher. So that's what we've been seeing more more recently. And this was sort of supportive for equity markets or all these uh, Fed members making speeches throughout last week. We saw the ASX 200 lift 1.4% last week. The US S&P 500 was up 0.45%. The tech-heavy NASDAQ Composite Index index was down 0.2% last week. The Eurostox 50 was down 0.2%. The UK's FTSE 100 Index was up 1.4%. The Hang Seng Index in Hong Kong was up 1.87%. The Australian dollar against the US dollar, it, it was down 1.2% last week. It's now sitting at about US 63 cents. And I mean, the Australian dollar has remained under a lot of downward pressure, especially more more recently. It hasn't really been helped by the, the move to safety with the uncertainty 
playing out in in the Middle East at the moment. When we do see these geopolitical events, the the US dollar does tend to strengthen as a bit of a safe haven currency. In the week ahead, markets will certainly be remaining cautious about the the ongoing uncertainty in in the Middle East, particularly should should other regions be be drawn into the the conflict. In China on Wednesday, we'll see economic data released on some key measures, including the rate of growth of the Chinese economy for the third quarter of 2023, as measured by GDP or gross domestic product. So GDP growth is expected to accelerate about 1% in the September quarter. And this would see the annual rate of GDP at 4.4% in the 12 months to September. Earlier in the year, China did announce a GDP target that they wanted to reach of 5% for 2023. So it will be interesting to see if they're on track to reach that, this target by the end of this year. Staying on China, on Friday, we'll also see data on CPI, so Consumer Price Index for September release. Now, inflation in China was only 0.1% in the 12 months to, to August. So the September data will be interesting to see, to see if they're going to remain in that inflationary state. There was a point where early in the year CPI was in fact negative. So the Chinese economy was actually in a deflationary state. Here in Australia on Thursday, we'll see the latest labor force data released as part of the September employment report from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Economists are expecting employment to increase with about 20,000 jobs being added this month. And this is likely to keep the unemployment rate steady at 3.7%. That's all for this week, guys. I'm taking some annual leave next week, but we'll certainly be back on Monday, the 30th of October with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap covering the prior two weeks. Thanks for dialing in and speak soon.